Colorado Springs gay club alleged shooter says he's non-binary. Latest mass shooting is at a Walmart in Virginia. And the Rhino, Arkansas governor embraces transgender madness again. It's an audio overload Tuesday on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 287 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, the mainstream media, for several days now, has been blaming the shooting at the gay nightclub in Colorado Springs on right-wing MAGA types, on people who have a problem with uh, taking small children to drag queen shows, on people who have the gall to say that people who want to sexualize children want to sexualize children. We're all the fault of some guy walking into a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs and shooting people. It's all our fault. Well, now the public defenders of this guy, his lawyers are saying, hey, 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 wait just a doggone minute. Our client, Anderson Lee Aldrich, charged with five counts of murder, five hate crimes, and wounding 17 other people. Well, he, he demands to be described as non-binary. He demands that people use they and them pronouns. Well, so, I mean, oh, yeah, and you got to call him Mix Aldrich. Not Mr., not Miss, not Mrs., but MX, period, Aldrich. I see. So uh, what does that do to the hate crime? See, I'm one of those crazy guys. I think that if you murder somebody, that's hateful. So all murders are hate crimes, you know? I mean, but I just, I mean, because nothing else makes sense to me. Nothing else makes sense to me. All right, so 
Before we get deeper into that, I just want to give you an update, the latest information we have after midnight, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, on the shooting at the Walmart in Chesapeake. It's uh, right off I-64 in Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, If you're not really familiar, the Tidewater area of Virginia, Norfolk, Portsmouth, Hampton, Newport News, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Suffolk, it's all together. And uh, Chesapeake is due south of Norfolk and goes all the way down the North Carolina state line. I was born in Norfolk and still have a lot of relatives in the Virginia Beach. Fond memories of that area from when I was a child, but um, of course it's all different now. Anyway, so I, I want to play for you the uh, the audio from the uh, the spokesman of the sheriff's office down there giving the best he's got late night Tuesday night of what unfolded. Very limited information at this point. So at 10, 12 p.m., uh, our emergency dispatch center received a call for uh, a shooting that occurred here at the Walmart here on Samser. I apologize. No worries. Um, so we respond initially. We found, as soon as we get here, we find uh, basic evidence that a shooting had occurred. You know, what was actively going on. So we, we responded as in an active shooter fashion. We're trained for that. Um, that's, that's, that falls within our area of what we do. So we go inside, and long story short, over the course of the next 30, 45 minutes, we were able to find multiple fatalities and multiple injured parties. Uh, with the Chesapeake Fire Department, we were able to put rescue and tactical teams together to go inside to um, provide life-saving measures rapidly and quickly. And then uh, through the course of the investigation, we believe it was a single shooter, and we believe that shooter is deceased at this time. Um, officers are still on scene right now, combing through the building just to, to be sure. But as of right now, we believe it's only one shooter, and we believe that one shooter is deceased right now. Like I said before, there's multiple fatalities and multiple injuries. So we're just a little over an hour into the incident, and unfortunately it's um, it's very fluid right now. That's, that's all I have at this time. Do you want to say if the shooter is self-inflicted? We do not know at this time. What's the shooter an employee? We do not know at this time. Okay. Were any shots fired by police? Not to my knowledge. I do not believe so. So when you guys got here, was it pretty much, I mean, over, I guess? I do not know. I don't know the timeline just yet. I, I kind of got here uh, quite a bit after the fact that it happened. I, I believe that the, the shooting had stopped when we arrived, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So but we did treat it as an active threat response, which is within our which is within our normal um, response tactics. Was it just Chesapeake Police that responded, or did you have help from other agencies? Uh, initially, it was just Chesapeake Police, but there are, I believe I saw a state trooper vehicle outside earlier that's uh, providing some assistance. Okay. And you probably can't answer this, but when you say multiple fatalities, over five, any age range? I mean, not age range. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I think right now it's less than ten. I, th- I think that's that's pretty accurate right now. Did the, did the shootings happen inside the store or outside, or do we know? I believe what happened inside. Inside, any employees involved? I think we may have already asked that. I do not know. But one, there is at least one deceased outside the building, correct? Correct. Our UK Daily Mail has this. Quote, manager started capping people, unquote. Cops say up to 10 are dead in Walmart shooting as worker reveals in Facebook Live 
how manager opened fire on staff in break room. And we got the audio from that, too. Here you go. Uh, I'm talking about just left out of the break room. Manager come in there, started capping people up in there. Started shooting, bro. Like, I'm whole, though, y'all. Sadly, though, we lost a few of our associates. I don't know how many. I'm not going to speak on it. I'm not going to show it because I ain't like that. But I'm whole, y'all. The story is that. I mean, I came in, got down. What's going on here? Shooter. Got down. Yeah. Bro, I was just about to come in and get some snacks. Ain't getting them now. But pretty much, pretty much, uh, the manager came in here and started dumping, man. As soon as I left out of the break room, he went in there, man. By the grace of God, yo. Man, I don't know. That's wild. Well. I am gratified that he gave credit where it's due by the grace of God. He just walked out of the break room. The manager, I guess, walks past him in the break room and starts shooting people in the break room. Okay, we got an update from UK Daily Mail. First responders found multiple deceased victims when they arrived at the scene, as well as several wounded. One victim's dead body was discovered outside, beside the store's entrance. The official Chesapeake City social media account said there were seven confirmed fatalities. Citing police sources, Chesapeake Police preparing to give more details in a press conference Wednesday morning at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. So... When this happens, if you're one of those people who uh, gets on Twitter, you'll notice just a myriad, just a huge number of people saying, we got to do something about the guns. Got to take those guns away. Got to get rid of the guns. Every once in a while. I'll engage with them. I'll say, yeah, yeah. Why don't we just uh, outlaw private ownership of guns like they like they did in the uh, peaceful paradise of Mexico? It works great down there, you know. And then when you look at the timelines of these people who are so upset and want to get rid of guns owned by law-abiding people, invariably... More often than not, you're talking to people who tend to just talk about NBA basketball and they don't really have any idea what's going on in the world outside of sports. They just don't like people getting shot and killed. Well, I don't either, which is why you should always carry so you can protect and defend yourself. These are people who've probably never heard the argument that criminals who want to hurt people are not going to obey the law. They can't wrap their mind around that. Look, hey, I can relate. I didn't grow up around guns. And I remember when I was in college, 
And I was driving around Charlotte with my roommate. And um, he needed to stop by a gun store for something. And I'm like, oh, man, are you kidding me? A gun store? Oh, my goodness. And he had to explain to me, these are law-abiding people, man. Just want to protect and defend themselves, you know? There's nothing wrong with it. But I, I had no frame of reference as a young skull full of mush, 18, 19 years old, you know? Didn't grow up, I didn't, you know. A lot of these liberal politicians who want you to think, oh, they're all about the Second Amendment, they're like, well, we grew up hunting. Well, you know. Second Amendment is not to protect your right to hunt. It's to protect your right to protect yourself, among other things. Well, I didn't even grow up around hunting, right? I mean, I never even tasted venison until I was, um, what, 26 years old and got a job at a country music station in Orangeburg, South Carolina, being a nighttime DJ. And Orangeburg, South Carolina is the biggest thing between the Charleston Metro and the Columbia Metro, but it's not that big. A lot of rural area around there, a lot of folks would go deer hunting. And, oh, man, I learned to love that venison right off the bat. But I just, I you know, I didn't know anything. You don't know what you don't know. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, yeah, so the idea is, Always carry because you don't know when you're going to need it. No idea. No idea. So are there going to be any um, apologies to people like Matt Walsh and Tucker Carlson for the liberal media blaming them? Uh, for you know, for the mass shooting at the gay nightclub, I give an example here. Nicole Wallace over at MSNBC. I think Donna, the, the part of the story that makes people feel like it isn't about them should be thrust under the Klieg lights. I mean, everyone that spreads hate, and there are hopes who were named in the coverage yesterday. I think Tucker Carlson gives a lot of airtime to um, hate for the LGBTQ community. Um, a lot of elected Republicans do as well, and this tragedy um, has not shamed them at all. When did the word hate become a noun? I always thought it was a verb. I thought the noun was hatred, but people are so lazy these days. You know? <laughs> well, that's that's not the only evidence she's lazy that she says hate instead of hatred. Um not the not the brightest bulb. Now Allison Camerata used to be on Fox and Friends years ago, spent at CNN for years. She finds out in real time while she's on the air live that the 22-year-old suspect who was arrested for the shooting deaths of five 
and they say, you know, he wounded 17 other people at the gay club, is uh, not some kind of MAGA right-wing guy. He, he's non-binary, tragically hip. Uh, demands to be called they, them. She's not quite sure what to do with this information. So attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I mean, you know, I don't know if, I, I don't know what to say about that. Wait a minute. How long has she worked with these guys? And she doesn't know whether or not they're lawyers? Seriously? That's what I'm supposed to believe. She doesn't know whether they're lawyers. One of them's Al Franken. Um, I'm here to tell you, Al Franken is not and never has been a lawyer. Before he got into office, before he ran for political office, he was a comedian. You don't know. Are, are you guys lawyers? Because... I'm uh, I'm out of my depth now. I, I don't know what to say. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Anyway, enough enough slamming Allison. Here's more. I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that, that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems legally. Whoa, wait a minute. No, no. I was told if somebody says he or she is trans or non-binary or whatever, we just got to roll with it. Just got to believe it. You know? Who are we to say, oh, well, no, that's not legit. You know? Who are we to be like the um, the little boy in the kindergarten cop movie telling Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can tell the difference between a boy and a girl by, you know, the parts they have. See, that's not allowed anymore. So this guy's being very politically incorrect, saying, well, they're just trying to come up with a some kind of legal defense here. I'm I'm shocked nobody calls him transphobic. You know? I don't know. I guess it's different strokes for different folks. That's what the great philosopher uh, Sly and the Family Stone would say, right? Anyway, here's the rest. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking, but it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. 
I just think that's, uh, you know, they, they, they jump at the uh, opportunity to misgender this guy, you know. <laughs> They're misgendering the guy. You know? He says he's non-binary. Well, what are you going to do with that? So the hapless Aza Hutchinson was on CNN. Uh, Brianna Keller plays her part masterfully. Her job is to get Rhino Governor of Arkansas, Aza Hutchinson, to jump when she says to jump. Her job is to get Rhino Governor Aza Hutchinson of Arkansas, who for many years has operated as a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of the Walmart folks, to accept the narrative that there's no difference between sexual behavior and something you know endemic like ethnicity to accept the behavior that there is not just gender dysphoria with some children that at a particular age but that certain children are transgender that that's how they're born and Asa bites down hard, hook, line, and sinker. He is not a conservative. He has never been a conservative. It's a travesty of justice that he was elected governor of Arkansas with an, an R by his name because he never pushes back against liberal narratives. He wholeheartedly endorses them. And in his mind, he's thinking there is some kind of lane for him, some percentage of Republicans will look at him and go, yeah, and vote for him in the primaries a little over two years from now. You know what they say? Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Anyway, uh, Brianna Keller from... CNN, we will have her back and forth with Asa Hutchinson coming up just a few. But first, I would like to express my appreciation to our advertisers for making it possible for us to do what we do here day in and day out, now into our second year. Can't thank you guys enough. So look, if you have tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage that you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I actually know have bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online. They'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way. 
wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry. Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way. If you have any questions, Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button on it that says Explore Payment Options. Now, clicking the button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can determine what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, Order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental United States. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, I want to tell you about the only Christian conservative wireless carrier in the USA, Patriot Mobile. Now more than ever, It's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veterans and first responder heroes as well as multi-line users. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom. Freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Now, this week only, when you sign up, you not only get the free activation, but you get the first month free. Give them 60 days. Check it out. You'll see why I am totally sold on Patriot Mobile. That's PatriotMobile.com. Use the promo code DOC, D-O-C, for free activation and your first month free. Or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Patriot Mobile. Thanks so much to Glenn Story and the crew at Patriot Mobile. Thank you so much to Mitch Ward and the crew at Red River Your Way for making it possible for us to continue doing what we do here on the Doc Washburn Show, day in and day out, now into our second year. All right, now, let's hear from Brianna Keller at CNN insisting that a man who has been elected governor of the state of Arkansas twice, a deep red state, man who calls himself a Republican, calls himself a conservative, she insists 
that he play along with the transgender madness, and Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas, is only too happy to reinforce whatever liberal narrative they throw at him. I do want to ask you, in light of this shooting at the LGBTQ plus nightclub in Colorado Springs, do you think that members of your party need to tone down some of their transphobic language? We've heard- Now, wait a minute. It's not just a gay bar. No, no. It's an LGBTQ. No, no. Not just an LGBTQ bar. It's an LGBTQ plus bar. You know, don't forget the pluses. Don't be sleeping on the pluses. The pluses are very, very, very important to Brianna Keller of CNN. Now, I don't know what the plus part means. She doesn't know what the plus part means. But she does know what her marching orders are. She does know which side of the toast the butter goes on. You feel me? You, you see where I'm coming from here? It's very important that we say it the right way. It's not just a gay bar. Oh, no, no, no. It's not just a lesbian and gay bar. Oh, no, no, no. It's not just a lesbian, gay, bisexual bar. Oh, no, 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 no. Not just a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender bar. That's your LGBT. No. You got to have the Q's. And Q does not stand for queer. Get it straight now. No pun intended. Q stands for questioning. Well, I mean, we all have questions, right? But what I don't know is what the plus stands for. But no matter. And Aza's certainly not going to ask her what the plus stands for because he is there. He aims to please. He wants to be just like John McCain was. John McCain was the liberal media's favorite Republican until he ran for president against a Democrat, Barack Obama. But it didn't matter if it was Obama or somebody else. And all of a sudden... McCain was shocked because the same mainstream media that always loved him, the Maverick, was going after him hot and heavy because he was Republican nominee for president. They never get it, just like they loved Mitt Romney until he ran against Obama in 2012, right? They loved Trump until he ran. Big difference, though. Trump was not surprised. But I digress. Where were we, Brianna? Do you think that members of your party need to tone down some of their transphobic language? We've heard some people, some elected officials, you know, talking about pedophilia, grooming, demonizing trans people. Now, how in the world could you get the um, idea that a drag queen... who does salacious performance in front of small children. Uh, A drag queen who exposes himself in front of small children. Gee, how, how would you 
in any way tie that in with pedophilia or grooming. Oh, wait, I know, because it is. Yeah, it is. But see, you're not allowed to say that. And if there's one thing I know about Aza Hutchinson from having interviewed him several times, he's never prepared. And I don't know if it's the fault of his staff or the fault of him that he just fig- figures he can he can wing it, like he tried to wing it with uh, Hunter T- with uh, Tucker Carlson when Tucker proved that he was lying about Walmart not influencing him to veto the bill that would have outlawed the puberty blockers and the mutilation of children. But within 60 seconds of Aza going on with Tucker Carlson, it became clear Aza had no idea that there was a distinction, a difference between chemical castration and surgical castration. No idea. So he is, whether he's being interviewed by a conservative like Tucker Carlson or a liberal like Brianna Keller, Aza is not only a lamb led to the slaughter, but he's happy in that role. Well, he's happy in that role when he's cozying up to a liberal. He didn't look too happy when Tucker Carlson was making him look like an idiot, but hey. Tucker, look, Tucker works hard. And he and his staff do a lot of research. But uh, (laughs) he didn't have to work that hard with Asa. (laughs) Asa just walked into it. But I digress. So Brianna Keller is saying, do do you think people in your party need to tone down the rhetoric because they they use words like grooming and and, and pedophilia? And, of course, Asa is going to agree with this. Nice, attractive young lady at CNN. Well, in all of our society, we need to tone down harsh rhetoric that causes others to hate. Um, what is it about telling the truth that would cause others to hate? See, that's what I would want to know. Because drag queen shows for kids are about pedophilia and grooming. You know? So, anyway, here's more. Uh, That's not what our society should be about. Well, First Amendment right to free speech. Learn it, love it, live it, Aza. Uh, And uh, that is horrific, what happened uh, in that nightclub. Finally, he said something true. Uh, our hearts go out there as it should, and hopefully it will cause us all to be more reflective about what we say. What if what we say had nothing to do with what happened at the nightclub, Asa? I mean, now that it's come out that what we say had nothing to do with what happened in the nightclub. I mean, but it wouldn't cross his mind, I guess, the possibility that liberal mainstream media might be lying about something. How we say it and and how we might stigmatize a certain elements of our population, which is not good. 
Huh. Well, what do you do now, Asa? The shooter is non-binary and wants to be called they, them. What's wrong with stigmatizing um, mental illness? You know? Now, again, remember, this is the same Asa Hutchinson that uh, a few days after he vetoed the bill to protect children from being mutilated, that next Sunday on his uh, Facebook and Twitter, every Sunday he'd have a scripture verse. The next Sunday on his Facebook and Twitter, he did the one that said, train up a child in the ways you go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. After just having said he believes the exact opposite. So, I mean, he, you know, I'm sure he probably didn't pick the scripture passage. Maybe one of his aides did. But whoever did was just trolling us at that point. Just trolling us. But see, in his answer to CNN's Brianna Keller, he indicated his willingness to jump through whatever hoops CNN wants. But that wasn't enough for her. You got to jump a little bit higher for Brianna Keller, CNN. But specifically, uh, can, I, can I ask you, Governor, specifically, uh, just about those kinds of comments that I was highlighting? Because we are talking specifically about uh, a situation here where the suspect is facing hate crime charges. Uh, specifically, is there room in your belief? For that kind of language in the Republican Party. Using the words groomer and pedophilia for groomers and pedophiles. Yeah, that's that really upsets her. So Aza very sweetly, very politely will ask for clarification here. You mean harsh language in reference to uh, the trans community? Yes. There's no such thing, Asa. There's no trans community. There are people who are mentally ill and like to dress up as if they're the other sex. And it's being pushed on younger and younger children. And it's child abuse. And it's wrong. It's evil. But you don't have the guts to say that, do you? Oh, no, no, no. Now, if you're looking for a backbone, you're not going to find it with Aza Hutchinson, Rhino Governor of Arkansas. Uh, no, I th- no, I think that we need to show compassion for all elements. There is a debate as to, and we had this in Arkansas as to uh, what you do with uh, uh, trans children uh, that are. Uh, struggling with gender identity and how you handle the medications and things like that. Those are fair points of discussion uh, in the uh, policy arena. But you don't have to translate that into uh, hate or harshness that, again, stigmatizes. So to me, it's very important that whether you're Republican or Democrat, and I know you're talking about Republicans, that uh, we use rhetoric and words that try to bring people together and not to divide us. And and it, it's true whether you're talking about uh, race or whether you're talking about, uh, you know, sexual uh, identity, 
you don't want to say things that's going to cause others to hate more and they might respond with violence. That is not what we need. We need to suppress that every chance we get. Do you get that? He said, whether you're talking about race or sexual identity, again, he buys in completely to the liberal mantra that if you don't conform to the Judeo-Christian scriptural sexual ethic, that you were just born that way, God must have made a mistake, and it's no different than your skin color. He's a liberal, always has been. It's a travesty that he ever ran ran for office and was elected with an R by his name. That's number one. Number two, he just called for the suppression of free speech. Did you hear that? Right at the end? That is not what we need. We need to suppress that every chance we get. You and whose army, pal? I'm not going to back down. Child abuse is child abuse. And he supports it. And he should have been kicked out of the Republican Party of Arkansas for vetoing a bill designed to try to protect children from being mutilated as minors. Horrendous. Just horrendous. Now, Tucker Carlson did a remarkable monologue Tuesday evening about this very subject. And it is a wonder to behold that I can't play the whole thing But what Tucker does on his nightly show is so different and so much better than most of the rest of what's on Fox News on their regular daily schedule. It just stands out now. My buddies Mark Levin and Dan Bongino do a great job on the weekends, but when it comes to weekdays, Jesse Waters has some good moments, Laura Ingram has some good moments, but Tucker Carlson is head and shoulders above everybody else. He knocks it out of the park all the time. And sometimes I've just got to give credit where it's due. It is a stable of so-called conspiracy theories that the highest levels of politics and finance, there is a shadowy cabal of pedophiles who use their power to hide the crimes they commit against children. That people think that. Sounds pretty far out to us, too dark and strange to be true. And of course, we are not obviously endorsing that idea. On the other hand, you can kind of see why people might believe it. Jeffrey Epstein, for example. Epstein continued to dine with business moguls and heads of state long after he was arrested for having sex with minors. Okay, one thing. Not only long after he was arrested for having sex with minors, but long after 
he pleaded guilty in a plea deal to having sex with minors. Okay? Got that sweetheart deal, just 13 months in jail, and we promise we won't go after your co-conspirators, and 12 hours a day, six days a week, you can be out of jail and going to the office. That was the plea bargain. So it wasn't just after he's arrested for having sex with minors, but it's after he uh, copped a plea that for years these famous wealthy people kept on hanging out with him. And this is a very important point Tucker makes here. How did he do that? Why did nobody say anything? Why did people keep eating with him? Well, at the very least, we can conclude based on the evidence that there is a tolerance for pedophilia among some, among the most powerful in our society, a tolerance that you would not find in, say, your average middle-class American family. Some of the rich really are different that way. That's clearly true. And in case you need more evidence of that, consider Balenciaga. Balenciaga is what they call a luxury brand. Balenciaga is a company that sells $1,100 sneakers and cotton sweatshirts for $1,500 to people who've literally run out of things to buy. You're probably not doing your back-to-school shopping at Balenciaga, but some people apparently are. So this week, Balenciaga rolled out a new ad campaign on Instagram, and the selling point of the ads was sex with children. One photograph showed a very young girl lying face down on a couch with candles, empty wine glasses, and a dog collar on a coffee table in front of her. Another picture showed the same girl, a toddler, holding a teddy bear dressed in sexual bondage gear, including a leather harness. And then, in case you missed the point, we're for pedophilia, Balenciaga. Another picture made it explicit. That picture showed pages from a Supreme Court opinion that struck down a law designed to fight child pornography. Whoever staged the photo shoot made certain to include a portion of that opinion that used the word sex or sexual four times. And, of course, that was not an accident. Balenciaga wanted you to notice. So this seemed like a big story to us, as we told you last night. Here you have a major international retail brand promoting kiddie porn and sex with children, and not promoting it subtly, but right out in the open. No healthy society can tolerate that, and in fact, none ever have tolerated it. There's never been a time in American history where pedophilia was considered anything other than the worst thing, the most horrifying crime imaginable. Pedophiles famously get killed in prison because even murderers consider them immoral. That's how out of bounds it is and has always been to sexualize children. It's totally unacceptable. But apparently, it's not unacceptable anymore. Academics have redefined child molesters as minor attracted persons. And the point, of course, is to send the message that actually it's not that big a deal. It's just a different kind of love. Now, before we go any further here, we hear liberal politicians say all the time, that love is love and you shouldn't be persecuted. People shouldn't make negative moral judgments against you because of who you love. And they don't say, well, unless the object of your affection is a minor, right? They don't say, unless the object of your affection, of your lust, is someone 
below the statutory age, right? They make broad, sweeping generalizations. Love is love. no matter who it is. And they don't say, well, except, of course, unless the person is too young legally. And there's a different age for age of consent in some states, you know, other states. Some states it depends upon how old both parties are or young. But the liberals, including liberal politicians, no value judgments. Love is love, no matter who you love. And they never say, well, you know, unless she's 13. Nope. Just thought I'd throw that in there to give some context what Tucker's talking about. They don't want to call it pedophilia. They want to call it MAP, minor attracted person, people attracted to minors. As if... You're just born that way, right? So, just like the slippery slope of you accept this behavior, you know, I'm old enough to remember when people believed that there was something wrong with homosexual behavior because the Bible says so. Even people that didn't go to church, they just had this understanding of, well, that's not normal. But then they beat us over the head with it. Oh, no, you have to accept it as normal. Okay, well, what do I have to accept as normal next after that? Oh, glad you asked. Tucker here is talking about how they're trying to mainstream pedophilia. Now, Brianna Keller of CNN said that's awful to accuse anybody of that. She's relatively young. By the time she's ready to retire... It will be openly celebrated. Here's more from Tucker from his monologue Tuesday night. So maybe not surprisingly, given that trend, apart from a few isolated exceptions to the American media, almost all outlets completely ignored Balenciaga's kitty porn ad campaign. There was not a single story about it in the New York Times this morning, or in Jeff Bezos' Washington Post, or on CNN, or NBC. There was no talk of an investigation or a boycott. The usual outrage, outrage merchants stayed completely silent because they weren't outraged. Balenciaga ultimately issued a statement saying it was going to punish the photographer who did the shoot like it was the photographer's fault and they didn't know about it. And after that, the story effectively died. And that means that the CEO of Balenciaga, a man called Cedric Charbit, will not become a social pariah for what his company has just done. He will continue, just as Jeffrey Epstein continued, to enjoy his busy social life totally unpenalized with his many fabulous celebrity friends. Here he is, for example, with the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who looks very excited to be with him. Now, we found that picture, by the way, in less than a minute online. Yet as far as we know, apart from us on this show, no one has asked Eric Adams about it, and it's likely that nobody ever will. And the reason is simple. The media have no interest in covering the sexualization of children. Their interest, and it's a very intense interest, tellingly so, is in destroying anyone who complains about the sexualization of children or who even notices it. Noticing it, they tell us, is an attack on the LGBT community. 
So the assumption here, their assumption, apparently, is that gay people are in favor of molesting kids. And, of course, in favor of performing genital mutilation on minors. But that's absurd. No normal person is for this, gay or not. It's not anti-gay to oppose kitty porn or to feel horror at the fact that doctors are cutting the breasts off of healthy teenage girls. These are crimes, and most gay people think they're crimes. Why wouldn't they think that? Protecting children from adults who want to sexually exploit them is a basic human instinct, and it's a noble instinct. Not according to Brianna Keller of CNN and not according to Asa Hutchinson, who is still the governor of Arkansas until early January. Asa Hutchinson would counsel Tucker Carlson to tone down his rhetoric. Why? Because the truth offends people. And the only people that Asa Hutchinson wants to offend are conservatives. That's it. That's it, but there's more. And yet NBC News is doing its best to redefine that instinct as a crime. Yesterday, NBC brought on its law enforcement expert, by the way, a former assistant director of the FBI, to warn viewers that anyone who complains about the sexualization of children will be punished by the legal system. By the way, this guy's name is Frank Figliuzzi former assistant director of the FBI. We sued into bankruptcy and destroyed. Watch this. There was going to be a, a drag brunch the next day at Club Q. And uh, that's a way to get kids to see, hey, look, it's a person. doesn't necessarily look like the people that you see every day at the store or whatever. Um, but these are, real, these are real people with lives and emotions. They like the same stories that you do. There's nothing sexualized about it. Lying through his teeth. It's all about sexualization lying through his teeth. But every time there's one of those now, the Proud Boys show up because there's an account on the internet called Libs of TikTok that's been pushed by, you know, Tucker Carlson and uh, the Babylon Bee and the far right. Tucker in particular seems fixated on this anti-queer panic. In addition to his diatribes against drag shows, he's platformed anti-trans activists, used particularly vicious and extreme rhetoric to attack children's hospitals for providing trans youth medical care. If he's a consumer of the... No, no. Mutilating children is not medical care. There's no medical reason to mutilate children. There's a young woman named Chloe Cole. She's 18 now. But she got a double mastectomy when she was 15, not old enough to get a driver's license because the people at the children's hospital told her mother, would you rather have a live son, or a dead daughter. Your daughter will commit suicide if you don't go through with this. Just so you know, I think the next voice is Figliuzzi. It's a medical care. If he's a consumer of the people we just rattled off, from Lauren Boebert to Tucker Carlson, let's get it out. Let's get it out at trial. Let's expose it for what it is, name it and shame it. He's a consumer of these people, and those people should, should face civil consequences from the victims. That's Figliuzzi. He likes to project a lot. Makes you wonder if he's ever broken any laws. Makes you wonder what he might be hiding from. Oh, so the former assistant director of the FBI calling for, quote, civil consequences against anyone who 
doesn't like the sexualization of children. If you complain about it, you're responsible for the murders that other people commit. Hmm, is that in the legal code? No, it's not. But NBC News is doing its very best to add it. MSNBC has spent the last two days suggesting that because he signed a bill banning teachers from sexualizing kindergartners, Ron DeSantis is somehow tied to a mass shooter in Colorado. Earlier this year, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis infamously signed into law what critics have called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Which, But, but the word gay is not in the bill. What critics have called that. You're one of those critics and you're lying. Presents, prevents some teachers from even discussing the existence. Oh, that's Chris Hayes, the guy over in MSNBC that reminds you of uh, uh, Rachel Maddow. Sense of gay and trans folks. When you have a don't say gay bill in the state of Florida, for instance, or when Ron DeSantis wants to send the police to investigate drag shows. The don't say gay bill in Florida is certainly something that helps add to his national political profile. But it's a lie. Because there's nothing about in the bill about don't say gay. Um, but one thing is clear is they just want to continue demonizing folks and otherizing people. They started moving in the spring to LGBTQ people. Specifically, they, they were really excited about the don't say gay bill um, in Florida. So if you don't want a kindergarten teacher to talk to your kindergartner about sex, you're anti-gay? Hmm. Ron DeSantis is the spiritual father of a mass murder in Colorado? Really? No matter how you feel about Ron DeSantis or about sex, it's not plausible. In fact, it's ridiculous. Yet they keep saying it. And the question is, why do they keep saying it? Well, they're saying it because that's how determined they are to keep you from talking about the subject. They will call you an accessory to murder. They'll threaten to sue you into poverty, as the assistant director of the FBI just did, if you don't shut up. That's pretty weird when you think about it. In fact, it's very weird. But they have nothing else to say because actually children really are being sexually exploited in this country. In some cases for money. It's not hidden. It's in the open. And it's totally real. This summer, for example, Matt Walsh exposed the atrocities underway at Vanderbilt Medical Center in Nashville. A physician there admitted to mutilating the genitals of children because it's a profit center for the hospital. Watch this. We surgery made a lot of money. Uh, so females and male chest reconstruction can bring in forty thousand uh, dollars. Patient just got routine hormone treatment who I'm only seeing a few times a year can bring in several thousand dollars that requires a lot of visits and labs. It actually makes money for the hospital. It actually makes money for the hospital. Now, if you were a muckraking reporter with a conscience, that would be the story of a lifetime. It's all there on tape. A doctor admitting they're mutilating the genitals of children for money, naming the dollar amounts. How could you pass that up? But everyone passed it up. No one covered it. Instead, journalists attacked Matt Walsh for uncovering it. Really? What's the motive there? Nor do they cover what's going on at hospitals across the country, including CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, the famous hospital. A hospital that admitted in an email to performing bottom surgery on a minor and slicing off the breasts of young women for no medical reason whatsoever. There's no medical justification for that ever. And yet they bragged about doing it. In Boston, a staffer at Children's Hospital bragged on tape about two-year-olds preparing to transition. Truly insane. Utterly divorced from legitimate medicine. But again, it was completely ignored. Yeah, it was. And that uh, woman, that psychologist at Boston Children's Hospital, just a few years ago, 
graduated from Regent University, Virginia Beach. That's Pat Robertson's apparently Christian-based university. Now, how do you how do you get from that to doing what she does now? You know, talking parents and children into mutilating. I don't know, fam. I can't call that now. I mean, Regent University should disown her, but they haven't. I tell you, that's uh, hats off to Tucker. Um, I've never had a television talk show, but I've had a number of radio talk shows in different places. And let me just tell you, Um, what a big deal it is when he does a monologue like this. He's under a lot of pressure not to. And it takes a lot of guts to go to work every day and do what he does. And like I say, my hat's off to Tucker. I'm, I'm very impressed with him. So God bless him. Pray for this man. Okay? Because he's under a lot of pressure. I'm just I'm just saying he's under a lot of pressure. Okay, now um there is a lot of scuttlebutt on Twitter and they're throwing a name out there of the guy that they say was the manager at the Walmart who shot all the people. But I can't just throw that name out there unless I can get some kind of corroboration, you know. And so since I'm doing this in the middle of the night, I'm just I'm just keeping track. If I knew for sure that this was the right name for the manager that shot people at Walmart and who apparently eventually shot himself, I would tell you. But You know, I, I got to try to be responsible. You know? So, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Addressing the fatal shooting, Walmart said in a statement, we were shocked at the tragic event in our Chesapeake, Virginia store. We're praying for those impacted, the community, and our associates. We're working closely with law enforcement, and we're focused on supporting our associates. The Supercenter was open to the public at the time of the shooting. Police said the Walmart may have been busy as shoppers were preparing for Thanksgiving. Spokesman for Chesapeake Police Department, Kozinski, said police feared 
There could be even more people inside the large store, either injured or hiding following the gunshots. Virginia Beach Police responded to assist the Chesapeake Police Department. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Washington tweeted in the early hours of Wednesday morning. They were also on the way to help with the investigation. Virginia State Senator Louise Lucas, who represents that portion of Chesapeake, said, I'm absolutely heartbroken that America's latest mass shooting took place in a Walmart in my district, Chesapeake, Virginia, tonight. She said, I will not rest until we find the solutions to end this gun violence epidemic in our country that has taken so many lives. Member of Congress, Representative Elaine Luria, posted to Twitter, Enough is enough. Virginia Senator Mark Warner said, Sickened by reports of yet another mass shooting, this time at a Walmart in Chesapeake, I'll be monitoring developments closely. Okay, that's what we want to do is monitor developments here. All right. It says, just last week, another shooting rocked the state of Virginia after three college football players died when a former player opened fire on a field trip bus. 22-year-old Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. shot into the bus at around 10.15 p.m., killing three people and injuring two more. University of Virginia students Lavelle Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler were killed in the horrific shooting. Prosecutors told the the court that Devin Chandler was sleeping when he was shot dead. The students were returning from a field trip last Sunday when the terror unfolded. Jones faces second-degree murder and other charges stemming from the shooting, which set off a manhunt and 12-hour campus lockdown before he was apprehended in suburban Richmond. Jones was remanded in custody without bond, will next appear in court December. Um, but it it doesn't say what the connection would be between that and the Walmart shooting. So let me see. Let me see. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do a little search here on, on um, Twitter for the words Walmart shooter identified because I just can't trust that people are sending around this picture and the name of the guy. Let's see. Person says the Fox affiliate in Chesapeake, Virginia, has identified Andre, I'm sorry, I can't say the whole name. As a manager and shooter in the mass killing inside Walmart, this story will not have a long shelf life in the national media. Well, there is no Fox affiliate in Chesapeake, Virginia. Chesapeake, Virginia is part of the Norfolk slash Tidewater Metro. There are TV stations in Norfolk. So I'm like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, until, until I get a legitimate news outlet saying the name of this guy, you know, I, I just can't, I can't go with it, you know? And, you know, I just don't, 
Just don't have that yet. So anyway, but it was worth it was worth checking into. It was definitely worth checking into. Now, speaking of this transgender madness, I came across something remarkable from Mr. Rogers from back in the day. This is just amazing. Boys are boys from the beginning. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can grow up and be the daddies. Yes, sir, everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. I think you're a special person. And I like your ins and outsides. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. Can you sing that with me? He wouldn't be allowed to do that in this day and age. Wouldn't be allowed to do it. My wife and I were watching Shawshank Redemption the other night on television. And you know when the Tim Robbins character is brand new at the prison, they called him Andy. And Morgan Freeman's character is trying to explain to him, you've got to watch out for those guys over there. They call them the, the sisters because you know they like to take advantage of of young prisoners who are new here. And so Tim Robbins' character, Andy, says, well, would it make any difference if I told them I'm not homosexual? And Morgan Freeman's character says, well, they aren't either, because you'd have to be human to be that. And these guys aren't human. They're just violent. They're, They're bad guys. And I told my wife... You see what they were doing there, okay? I mean, the gang in the prison that Morgan Freeman's character is warning Tim Robbins' character about, he's warning him because they do homosexual rape. But even... 1994, 28 years ago, he had to be politically correct to say, well, no, 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 they're, they're not actually homosexuals. Well, I mean, technically, the, the definition of homosexuality is people who engage in sex with the same sex. But they didn't want to upset the gay organizations, even 28 years ago, oh, well, they're not really homosexuals. You know, they're men who are raping men in prison, but... So I told my wife, that's that's a politically correct thing. They had to felt like they had to do to not get in trouble with whoever. And she's like, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. But once I pointed it out, yeah. Um, but again... 
we get into trouble morally as individuals, as a society, when we act like God is wrong, when we reject his moral law. No two ways about it. So it is an audio overload, audio overload Tuesday, and I do have um, some audio coming up about the uh, the COVID madness. But first of all, I want to share with you the best kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? How about problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how it works, because it is the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces, so it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does... Your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. Same thing with migraines. They went away. They've never come back. Again, If you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, migraines, psoriasis, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people that we know. Please call them to see if they can help you too. That number again for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside central Arkansas and you're thinking, man, I wonder if that could help me, but I'm too far away. Look, you might be able to get the help anyway. Just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the button that says, find a doctor near you. And I sure hope that you can. Okay. On the last episode, I told you about this brand new documentary out there called Died Suddenly, which we're seeing a lot of that in the media these days. Young people who seem to be totally healthy, No previous health problems, dropping dead. And invariably, there are young people who are vaccinated. Happens all the time. Happens more and more. So somebody put a clip, and and you know what? You can watch this one-hour documentary for free. Just go to rumble.com and type in Stu Peters Network. Stu is spelled S-T-E-W. Anyway, uh, somebody got 
a clip. It's less than two minutes long from the documentary. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, and I've been invited here today to testify to the truth before the legislators of Idaho. The information I'm presenting is made as a protected communication under Title 10 U.S.C. 1034 as a whistleblower. My opinions are my own and do not reflect that of the United States Army, the DOD, or any entity thereof. Insurance companies figured that if there was something catastrophic that happened to the United States, they would see a 10% increase in all-cause morbidity and mortality. 10%, just like an unprecedented catastrophic you know, natural event or something that happened in the United States. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. 40% is... No one's even... No one's even calculated that. I mean, that, that's never been uh, factored into what things would look like. It's apocalyptic. In my 15 years as a doctor taking care of soldiers, I have never seen this litany of debilitating and potentially deadly medical conditions in soldiers. These conditions included strokes, transit ischemic attacks, pericarditis, myocarditis, erratic heart rates, arrhythmias, rapid onset and progression of various cancers to include testicular cancer, esophageal cancer, brain tumors, neuroendocrine tumors, spinal tumors, thyroid dysfunction, multiple sclerosis, cognitive impairment, persistent severe insomnia, suppression of the immune system, unprovoked blood clots in the splenic and portal vein, avascular necrosis, liver dysfunction, menstrual irregularities and miscarriages now some people have said if you've already been vaccinated you uh, might not even want to watch this thing that's up to you you know but they lied to us I'll tell you that right now they lied to us and I hope that they will be made to pay. Now, Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, was giving his last little press conference at the White House Tuesday, and somebody wanted to ask him something about the vaccine. And Corinne Jean-Pierre became unhinged. She became out of control. So first, we're going to have a little statement from Fauci. And I hope that you won't be shocked that after everything that's gone on, he's still lying. Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the uh, National Institute for Allergies and Infectious Diseases since... uh, Reagan appointed him in the mid-80s after all these years is still lying. So first, we got Fauci saying this. As immune compromise, first of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu and with COVID. Now, you kept on getting COVID, as, as did the head of the CDC, even though you're all vaccinated and boosted, but, but everybody should get it anyway. Now, when Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul also, 
asks you under oath how much uh, royalties you get paid from the vaccinate, vaccine companies, and you say, we don't have to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I'll bet you want everybody vaccinated, pal. Whether or not you wear a mask or another thing we shouldn't underestimate is testing. So when we're gathering at a family gathering for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter, it makes sense that you might want to get a test that day before you come into a place in which you might be infected and spread it or other people who might be there in order to protect. So this masking is important, but you can count masking, vaccine. Boosting, testing, all of that is part of the spectrum of protecting yourself and your. And that's where it cuts off. But anyway, just lies like a rug. So a reporter wanted to talk to him, wanted to ask him a question. And Karine Jean Pierre just went ballistic. Dr. Fauci, um, only 13%. Hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being, you're, being, you're being disrespectful to your colleagues, and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock, because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. Reporters yell all the time in that room. All the time, regular basis. I th- I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Doctor Fauci. See, this foreign reporter wanted to ask about the origin of COVID nineteen. And that's the last thing in the world the White House wants to get into. So they just got to shut him down. You need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect. It is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're taking time away from your colleagues go ahead only 13 percent of it she's done all right again it's like i've always said to work for the biden regime you have to be able to lie with impunity and sleep like a baby and not have a problem with it and that's that's just that's what's up and they're not going to uh, – it was one thing about being a con artist. You never give up the con. You never give up the con. And so that's where they're coming from. So, um, Surgeon General Ashish Jha also lied about the vaccine. When something like this. An important part of the conversation we have in the days and weeks ahead. Because here's what we know. If folks get their updated vaccines and they get treated, they have a breakthrough infection. We can prevent essentially every COVID death in America. That is a remarkable fact 
two and a half years after we found this virus first in our country. But it's going to take all of us to make that happen. So please, don't wait. Get your COVID shot. Get your flu shot. That's why God gave you two arms. You can one in each arm if you want. Get one in each arm if you want. I wonder if he's getting any royalties. I mean, this is just nuts. It's just nuts. So what else is there to say? But hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, big old car dealership in the middle of USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere, continental United States. Today's Tweet of the Day, it's one of those two-parters. The first part is CNN tweeting out, Chilling accounts have emerged after a gunman opened fire inside an LGBTQ club. Here's what we know. Okay? They call him a gunman. He wants to be they, them. He wants to be non-binary. So the tweet of the day is from Bonchi over at Red State who says, that's gun them to you. (laughs) See, not gunman, gun them. I know. Well, I thought it was mildly amusing. Anyway, that is our tweet of the day brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. You've been listening to Episode 287 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been... A terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier of the 10th. And that's the way it is. Tuesday, November twenty second, 2022.